FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy soccer and or football podcast that guarantees that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Rob Langevin. What's happening, Rob? Going on, Kevin. I prefer partner in crime or, you know, Do PIC. You? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm you're definitely your PIC for fantasy. And when it comes to fantasy or, or soccer talk, you know, it's, you're as much PIC. as... You're, yeah, we're definitely PICs. I mean, you know, coming to this, this is our this is our flagship. You know, anybody who follows me and Kevin around, stop because stalking is still illegal. But I'm just saying, anybody who follows me and Kevin around the uh, the fantasy universe or Twitterverse or any any kind of verse, you know, this this is our flagship. We take pride in the flagship, and you know, it's much like that Geico commercial with the pirates, and we all smell beautiful. And I love the Pittsburgh Pirates. There you so, go. There's. There's a segue. Um, would Total you segue. rather be uh, Marte or Polanco? Hmm. Which one's right-handed? Um, neither, I don't think. Doesn't one throw bat left and throw right? Uh, I believe that's Polanco, yeah. There you go. I'll take Polanco. Okay, lefties lefties are sinister. Fair enough. Uh, Tyon or Glasnow? Oh. Uh, mm, Glasnow. Okay. Yankees analogy. Mm. Would you rather have? Ooh, this is a good one. Tyler Austin or Greg Bird? Oh, Bird. Yeah, he's the word. <laughs> yeah, I I know I know we're waiting anxiously for him to come back, and we're gonna we're gonna go on a little tangent here and fill some time, people. So we're gonna talk about baseball for a little bit. <laughs> Let's not actually do that. <laughs> I mean, we can. Uh, well, if you want to talk about the Jose Fernandez, <laughs> Jose Fernandez thing, no, I mean do we need do we need to make. I've cried multiple times. It's it's yeah. a tragedy. Uh, it's if anybody funny. has seen any of this and uh, aren't aware of it, you know, just uh, um, Google yeah. Jose Fernandez and everything will come up. Yeah, uh, it'd, it'd be like somebody <laughs> like a Harry Kane or or a. Just um, just a, just, a, just yeah any of yeah. those guys. Raheem Sterling getting into a boating accident. Yeah. So anyway, we're not actually going to bring that up, even no. though I just did. Apologies to bring you down. But if you're in the U.S. and you're tired of all this election stuff that's really getting you down, if you want to see something uplifting, search D. Gordon home run from last night. Because um, it, it really was touching, uh, seeing him round the bases like that. We're going <laughs> to get to the actual football. The kicking kind, not the <laughs> uh, NFL kind, where I no joke in my Dynasty League, have Kelvin Benjamin, Julio Jones, and Brandon Cooks. They had what? Two catches? They combined for two points. Yeah. So I had LeGarrette Blunt and lost, which is, I gotta imagine I'm in a pretty awful percentile. Yeah, I know he said we wouldn't do nonsense, but how, how is your fantasy other football team doing? Um, I'm good except for one league, and I'm 0 and 3, and I'm just. Mm. I've got every uh, couple weeks. I've gone up against it, and just the team I've gone against has just gone off. Better pick up Dak Prescott mm-hmm. or uh, Terrell Pryor. Um, I would go with Terrell Pryor because you can sneak him into uh, any slot on your your roster because he qualifies. Is he going a... to get quarterback eligibility? How does <clears throat> that he, work in the until, NFL? Until he starts one game, there he do, he won't qualify. That would be Even, crazy if you could see that. And they count it. They count preseason games there as well because it brings up the whole. Um, I won a league one year because it was two or three years ago when Joe Webb 
was still a quarterback oh, for, the, yeah. for the Minnesota Vikings. And during the fantasy playoffs, uh, he quarterbacked the Vikings because their quarterback was hurt. And he qualified at quarterback and wide receiver, so I was able to put him in had, had him in a, I had him in a you know a, a, a flex, flex a flex Sorry. role. So yeah. so he got more stats than a normal wide receiver would, and I ended up winning. And everybody yelled at me. And then, you know. <laughs> hey man, that's how you win fantasy stuff, and that's why you guys are here listening to us tell you how to win at fantasy stuff. Obviously, first up from us is price changes. Rob, why don't you talk us through them? Uh, price changes are always fun. You know, uh, they basically give you the temperature of what is going on in the fantasy world. Who's bringing in who? Why are they bringing them in? You know, who's injured? Uh, you know, it's basically speculation, differentials, things of that nature. So usually me and Kevin just will just run them down. So for the price up, uh, we'll, we'll start in the net. Yakupovich went up for Hull. Uh, he didn't really play, which is weird because David Marshall got the start against Liverpool, gave up five goals. Uh, maybe people are speculating that Yakupovich is good mm-hmm. for less than five goals against Chelsea this week and it'd be a good buy. Um, but, yeah, I don't get that one. That one's a good one. Uh, on defense, uh, Koscielny, Arsenal had a clean sheet. Uh, Coleman, Blind, Walker. It's basically the best of the best of the best. It's like it's like the United States Marines. There <laughs> on, de- on defense, Men in black. Yeah. we're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah. with honors. We got yeah. Captain America over here. He has yeah. no idea why we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, you can look at who went up. It's it's kind of limited, uh, but Walker has probably been one of the top three fantasy defenders this year, if not one of the best. Uh, Blind is the differential on the uh, United team because he's owned the least out of the the, the Shaw Valencia, <clears throat> excuse me, Bayi Triumvirate, and then we got a goal from Chris Smalling over the weekend. So we have a Chris Smalling sighting, and they play in the Europas on Thursday. So uh, it'd be interesting to, to see what what Jose does on Saturday with his fantasy or fantasy implication of his lineup. Because I don't know how they're going to line up, Kev. What do you think with United? Do you think anything's going to happen there that that Blind will be pushed out, Smalling will be pushed out, or are you or just waiting for the Europa lineup? Yeah, first of all, yeah, we're <laughs> recording this on a Tuesday, so not only have we not seen the Wednesday Champions League matches, we also haven't seen the Europa League matches yet. I would keep an eye on it, but I think Blind has done enough to save a spot somewhere. Um, whether or not he'd be pushed up to defensive midfield, maybe. Uh, Luke Shaw struggling with an injury. Obviously, he'd be preferred out left because that's where we saw him at the weekend, I believe. Um, so I think he'll stay somewhere. You got to feel bad for Smalling. Uh, he scored at the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a headed, headed goal. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be tough getting all those guys in there. Um, but I assume Blint is probably one of the safest. He, he's just been so underratedly good. But I got to imagine that, you know, working with him in training every day, Mourinho sees it and knows to not drop him, whereas Smalling can be a little more peaks and valleys uh, as a player. But Blind is so fantastic in so many positions. You can put him anywhere on the pitch and be guaranteed a 6 out of 10 performance or better. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is a very good thing, considering some players in this team uh, struggle to get up to that at the moment. The Martial injury, I think, is still uh, present. So maybe Rashford's still on the wing. Is is he ownable to you? Because I like looked at him and I just can't convince myself to pull the trigger. Yeah. I know that as soon as I get him, he will no longer start. 
I mean, I can get into it now or I can get into it later because we usually when we get into our start sits, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on the uh, Marcus Rashford uh, train there. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit because it's no sense saying it now and then giving it twice because I'd, I'd talk about it. I'd say it twice because it's probably a good time to do it. So the Marcus Rashford thing, not the me talking thing. I, suck, <laughs> I, I, would suck, I would suck twice is what it is. Um, also, but- um, for people that are in draft <laughs> leagues, I've had some people ask me why we don't talk more about draft. Here's some advice that's too late. Uh, Mata and Oscar. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Players that uh, we didn't think were really going to feature that much that now yeah. clearly are, are back to being the, the number 10 role for their clubs. And the scary thing is that, that Mata is the best number 10 for United. It's He's showing that he is. Let's put it that way. because. Yeah. He, he was in the Player of the Year discussion his first year at Chelsea. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He had like 17 assists that year, I believe, something like that, 16 or 17 assists. Mm. So, I mean, he was way up there in the assist, assist totals. But anybody who's seen what Rooney has done in the, the 10 role or the quote-unquote air quote 10 role for the United team, um, yeah, it, it's it's a tough pill for United fans to swallow that but I think it's even tougher for for Jose to actually say, Wayne, sorry, you're not you're not starting or you're not starting caliber anymore. But. Yeah, no, I, I definitely <laughs> agree with you there. Um, so on, still on the price changes, we're on midfielders now. Mm-hmm. Guys going up. Alexis Sanchez, no surprise there, had a good game this weekend. I believe he got a goal and an assist. So that's good for him. Adam Lallana went up. Uh, I don't really trust the line. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, do you buy in on this? Because I'm not no. at the moment. If somebody had put a gun to your head right now and you had a roster one Liverpool midfielder for the rest of the year, who would you say? He's the most expensive, but maybe Mane? He's just so dynamic in that attack. The fact that Firmino was so uninvolved last week uh, mm-hmm. in the actual goals. He, he was pulling defenders around all over the place, but it's that doesn't help dynasty. you. He's Duck Dynasty. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't help you in FPL. Coutinho, I think, is too inconsistent. Uh, I, I really like what I've seen out of Mane. I understand that Lallana is the, the cheapest entry point there. Yeah. But, uh, uh, man, it's well, tough. I'd actually be so ballsy to say that Lallana is the, the fifth most trustworthy guy I would roster there yeah. through the midfield. Because guess what? James Milner still qualifies as a midfielder. <laughs> Not in DFS. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one good thing. But... Uh, People who are into the DFS universe, uh, James Milner racked some stuff up this week. I believe it's the highest scoring defending, defensive week all year for a defender. So, way to go! And he just because he just qualified as a defender. <laughs> if anybody's not in the here and now of DFS world, but me and Kevin are. So check yeah. us out. Check us out. <laughs> we'll we'll plug uh, that probably multiple times today. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> for the other uh, price change, you guys, who you got? Uh, let's see. Oh, I moved the screen. My apologies. Uh, Coutinho went up as well. He had a good weekend. Uh, Raheem Sterling, Hyung uh, Min's son, or Sun Hyung Min, or that's that's how we're saying it now, right? Sun Hyung Min. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, good. And everyone's favorite Kapu, Etienne, went up again. Um, so that I believe that makes him the highest. I believe he's the, the highest score moving person in the Premier League this season. Mm. Uh, since he started at, I believe four five, and now he's at five two. Wow! I'm, gonna, I'm double che- I'm double checking that right now. Yep, he's at five two currently. He started at four five. He's the highest rising Premier League player currently in the official game. 
if someone said that to me preseason, said that Etienne Capu was going to be the first person to be 0.7 above his original price tag, I would have signed over everything I own, including the dog I fictitiously own. Oh, sorry, I got stuck on mute. I got the little pinwheel of death. <clears throat> oh, man. This is, yeah. this is already uh, not the most professional I've been. Um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I want to skip ahead to some downs. Because yeah, let's go to there's some, I'm going there's down, some... down, down, down. <laughs> uh, hit me at the fantasy. It's going down. This is such a poor showing for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eden Hazard. You're uh, often known as a Chelsea apologist. I told people to drop him last week. I figured I'd get burned. I didn't. What do you think about Hazard? Uh, there's only one reason that you could possibly gamble on Hazard this weekend, and it's because if you are a KDB owner, K- uh, Kevin De Bruyne's injury yeah. is going to free up a lot of funds for you. So it's laterally just a natural move for you with Hazard still at nine nine currently. Um, he's lower than his entry level price from the beginning of the year now. Um, but yeah, so if you want to just move your funds around, Chelsea is at Hull this week, so it looks like a winnable fixture. I mean, for Chelsea anyway, at least let's put it that way. Uh, Hull just came off a game where they got dismantled. Um, but they aren't they aren't the same team that we saw last week giving up five goals. They're not that bad, and they're not as good as we saw them beat Leicester. They're probably somewhere in in betwixt of that. So I mean, they pro- Chelsea will probably win this game three to one. And people will be like, yeah, that's probably cautiously optimistic. Mm. But Hazard, Hazard for me is, if you're, if you're looking for a one-week gamble and you know you're coming out of the international break, which is next week because there is no fantasy next week, uh, and you know you're coming out of that and you know you're going to use your wild card or going to have some kind of set of two, two free transfers to your, you know, in your kitty, Hazard looks or Hazard looks like a guy you you might want to strike on. His ownership is is way way down now. It is actually at twenty two percent, which is still high, but a lot of this probably qualified with the dead teams. Um, he's not a complete dead fantasy asset for me right now. It's just that I I don't see where he could fit into your team with his price unless you're gambling or you have the the Kevin De Bruyne injury at at your luxury. Yeah. Um, another one, Ibrahimovic. I'm holding on to him personally. I don't understand why everyone's so frightened. He's only had two games without a goal or an assist. Now he's facing Stoke, who, oh, Rob, we got to congratulate Stoke. No yeah. longer the worst defense in the Premier League. It's now so, West Ham. Is it West Ham? They are just... Stoker in 19th. They did it. They did. You guys Woo! did it. Not worst. To- we climb to the mountaintop. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we only slightly higher. That's, Started that's, from the bottom, now we slightly up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the song all the Stoke defenders will be singing. But uh, it's still Ibrahimovic. And I know he's not involved much in play. We, we've said that since the preseason. Mm-hmm. Don't be concerned about that. He actually had a very good match at the weekend. Just didn't get on the score sheet. I, he's dropped, what, twice? Since the twice, weekend? Twice this week. What is wrong with people? I he's don't tra- understand. Four times in the last two weeks. I, I guess what the people are deciding is that in six weeks, if you don't score in three of them, then you cost 11.5, you're not worth it. Exactly. But he is for me. For, for the comfort of knowing that I have Ibrahimovic up front, and more weeks than not, he's going to score goals, I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. A hundred percent. Well, his, his moves are in complete correlation with people diversifying to... Get Aguero back in. That's yeah. basically what's going on. I saw I'd, both. 
Yeah, I mean, I I just I have them now. I have them now after I made my moves for this week already because I was actually a a De Bruyne owner, so it allowed me to get Aguero back into my team a week earlier than I probably planned to. Uh, but it, it's still puzzling uh, that people that Ibrahimovic is still owned in fifty five percent of leagues, whereas you know Sergio Aguero is owned only in thirty nine percent. So not everybody is completely there. Um, I actually just looked up on Fantasy Fix. I think it's 30, 31% of own both. So it's actually uh, not, a, not a growing trend that, that everybody who owns Aguero is dropping Ibrahimovic, but 31% of teams own both. So people, yeah. are, people, are, people are diversifying their funds and a lot of money up front. And I, I agree with you that it, it, you probably shouldn't drop him only because you know what he can do. Listen, if he doesn't do anything at Stoke and then after the international break – they they he blanks again, then I could possibly see it. Yeah. But after that, who who else are you? Who else are you going to move your money money to up front? You probably own a cheap either a cheaper option for your third forward, or you're completely sold out and you own Lukaku or Benteke as your third forward. I mean, Kevin, if you if you had to sell Ibrahimovic right now and diversify your funds in one move to another forward, who would it be? Ooh, interesting. Um. Well, I already also have Benteke. I have a lot of money invested in my forwards. Uh, but I don't really mind that. Uh, Benteke obviously left it late, but did get on the score sheet at the weekend. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little leery on Costa. Just The fact that he's two yellow cards from already being suspended just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, Defoe is going to score plenty of goals. I think he's a very interesting option at just 7-2. Also, kind of your boy more in a DFS format, but what about Solomon Rondon? Yeah, I know you're I mean, going down a lot in price. If you're looking for a placeholder, you're probably looking at Costa or Lukaku. But if you're willing to like drop a fair bit, I mean, Rondon has been desperately crying out for service. Now he has it with Chadley there. Um, I think they're going to score some goals. I really do. I, I thought they were going to score more against Stoke at the weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this week isn't any worse as they get to pick up Sunderland. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I'm pretty sure that makes it... Uh, three of the bottom five defenses in their last yeah. three matches. So that's yeah. that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, I, I don't mind. Still West Brom. It's still West Brom. Anything can happen. Yeah. If, if uh, the question had been, who is my Buffettimbi Gomis of the year? It would be Abel Hernandez. A really yeah. good first couple of matches and then fading away, which uh, yeah. hurt me. But I did pick him up in uh, our Targa League just because I, I believe in him long term. But that's been frustrating. What about Slomani? Scores again in the Champions League today with. A headed goal, Header. yet again. Yeah. Um, so it's absolutely ridiculous how he's able to constantly do that. Is he, the, Alge- is he the Algerian Michael Antonio? <laughs> uh, you know what? It actually makes a lot more sense than Michael Antonio because he's actually a striker that's getting headed goals. The, the Antonio thing is just crazy. I, I'm going to kind of break from script here a little bit. Is there a West Ham player right now that you're comfortable owning? Um... Unless I'm taking a like a salary dump, uh, maybe Lanzini. But other than that, I don't trust Payet to give me any kind of fantasy return. Not at nine dot four. Right. Uh, Mikel Antonio is way overowned. The differential is not there currently. Um, nobody on defense there is even trustworthy. I wouldn't even let him walk my dog. Um, <laughs> other forwards, you're not going to trust Simone. Simeone, I, I do a funny dance when I take PK Zaza. Um, Gary Noble played defense last week. That's how much West Ham's defense is in trouble. Um, Chiquiote is all over the place. 
I yeah, mean, he has not been up to his usual. I mean, self. if you're if you're gonna take a flyer on somebody that you want to maybe do as like a fifth midfielder salary dump, but even his price tag is not conducive for that because he's more than Etienne Capou or Leroy Fur or Snodgrass. You know, yeah. he's above those guys. And Lanzini's six dot four. There's nobody on this team that I, that I that I would trust. I mean, Antonio is the most owned player. He's eighteen point four percent, but. I don't think that I think the the gleam is off of him now. I think the, the time to own him was was three weeks ago, four weeks yeah. ago, and now you're moving. You're probably moving to someone of the in the in the seven dot three seven dot zero to seven dot five range that is you know giving similar output to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't see anybody there I would own. It's 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 got it's got to be tough to be a Hammer fan because they came into this year with a lot a lot of optimism, especially opening the new stadium. And you know, qualifying for Europa and losing in the yeah. qualifying rounds of Europa to Georgia Astro. Yeah, some team I can't <laughs> even, I can't even spell. Also, it. shout out to the West Ham Central Twitter account if you're a fan of any other club <laughs> and want to see hilarious stuff. Check out what they were saying around August time. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. Um, the only other price change I think that matters isn't McTarian. He's not playing, so whatever. Uh, but Daryl Janmott, we both liked, and then he immediately got hurt. Yeah, um, which just sucks. Yeah, it sucks. You know, he he had a good. He would have had a good place there too. And Watford, uh, they were playing well. The, the what, what is it? What, he played there two games. Two games. Yeah. yeah, two games. And he he looked like he was playing well. Well, one was a cup. One was a cup game. So I I don't know if he actually played two official games. But uh, didn't he? I thought he had an assist and a. Clean I believe it. Sheet. I believe you. Yeah. I believe. <clears throat> I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Okay. Um. Hey. We yeah. uh, should take a break right here. There you go. Boom. Break. And we're back. Look at that. See how great that was? You either uh, just heard our latest commercial for Casper Mattresses, or you, um, what's that other thing? Didn't. Um uh, <laughs> currently not sure if it's showing in both the UK and the US, uh, but I guess we'll find out soon. So, or you just heard a blank silence, because it hasn't been 100% approved yet. Uh, so... That that would be awkward. If you or, techni- or technically, if you think about it, if you didn't hear the advertisement and Kevin just mentioned the name of said adver- advertisement, you basically just got the advertisement from Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Is that my new nickname? Just Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. No, no it's K. That's KDV and Kevin De Bruyne is KDB. So. Yeah, you're not wrong. Also, if you didn't just hear a Casper advertisement, um, uh, okay. Uh, do, you, uh, do you like sleeping? You should check them out because they, yeah. they got mattresses and uh, people and sleep stuff. on those. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, not only am I kind of being a corporate shell, I'm being bad at it. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that's the way to go. You're not, you're not a salesman, man. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a CEO type. You're not a salesman. <laughs> you're a CEO. I'm not the ideas guy. <laughs> Fair mm-hmm. enough. All right, well, uh, let's hear some of those ideas. Hashtag segue. Uh, in start sit, I'm going to just jump into it. Starting it forward, we've already talked to him a little bit. It's your friend and mine, the best ponytail in the Premier League, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's on 11.5. I know he's been dropping in price a lot. Uh, this is a very good matchup, as we talked about earlier. And uh, he's... Very, very good. He's one shot on torque short. Hmm. He's one shot on target less than the league leaders, and only one goal less than the league leaders. So I don't know what you've been expecting, because that's just about as good as it gets. 
If he fails to score against Stoke, maybe I'd look into dropping him. But Liverpool and Chelsea are the quote-unquote big matchups they have. And those are not quote-unquote good defenses. So I'm not really that worried about him at all. For a lesser-named guy, Charlie Austin, I'd wait till the Europa League is over. Uh, but Leicester are, if you had to guess where they are in defensive efficiency... 16. 17. Nice. Solid, solid guess there. This is not the Leicester team. This isn't your dad's Leicester team if your dad only started caring last year. <laughs> but yeah. um, I like Charlie Austin a lot. And it's like Southampton suddenly realized that their formation works a lot better when they actually have a striker. Also, could you click things more? Me? Yeah. I probably could. I'm, okay. I'm- I'm clicking around looking for contradictory t- uh, information to go against everything you've just said because you're already two for two. So. Mm. Fair enough. Carry uh, on, good sir. Carry on. <laughs> In midfield, uh, I already talked about him as well, so this is a bit of uh, history repeating itself. Sadio Mane at 9.0. Uh, he's been very good. Uh, I think without a focal point like Sturridge, Mane gets to take over that mantle, although... There are so many midfielders. You could be wrong, but they're facing Swansea, who may be making a managerial change this week. And if not, it's at least being bandied about. Probably not going to help Morel in the dressing room. Also, only three of their next uh, seven, op- or sorry, three of the next ten opponents are in the top ten in defense, which is a really good run for them. Yeah. So I'm I'm on board the Liverpool train in theory. Pick the one you want. Because there's loads of options, and I don't want to be held accountable for you getting the wrong one. I'd probably go Mane. Uh, you know what? I was raised on a philosophy that if you're going to pay a lot for something, it's fine as long as it works for you. That's Sadio Mane. He might not be the highest scoring one for them every week, but he's already seemed to be the most consistent, which is insane if you ever watched him at Southampton, that he's the consistent force here. Um, but if you want to go Mane at 9.0, go for it. Lalana's in the 7s. Coutinho and Firmino are in the eights. I probably wouldn't go Wijnaldum because he's playing as a central midfielder. and doesn't really seem to be impacting things that way. But anyway, Liverpool have a very good set of matches coming up. So I wouldn't mind hopping on that bandwagon. I'm not. I'm just not a Lalana guy. I'm just not. But if you want to do it, go for it. You should have a Liverpool midfielder in your team. Up to you, really, who you want to be. For defenses that I'm starting, Manchester United... And Arsenal, Arsenal are facing a Burnley team that are, yes, coming off uh, a two-goal game, but they also are the team with the fewest matches um, where they, sorry, the most matches where they failed to score with three. So they have not been prolific up front. No Andre Gray obviously helps the case as well. I'm giving West Brom one last chance as well. Uh, if they aren't able to hold Sunderland, then I think it's time to ship out on all of your West Brom shares. Rob, who you got for starts and sits? Starts and sits. Rob, coming to the plate. I'm basically going to contradict everything that Kevin just said. And go, go for it. Uh, uh, I'll start up top because that's where Kevin did. He, he mentioned Ibrahimovic, and I'm completely going the opposite way. And hey. I, said it. I, I preempted it earlier <laughs> in the like show. This is a rude thing we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. I'm preempting it. Uh, you know, I preempted it before, and I'm going with Marcus Rashford as my guy. Goals in back-to-back games. Uh, he's seeing 80 minutes plus in both games. That's enough for me to buy in. 6.9 price tag, 7.9% ownership. You're basically getting the United striker at a discount that maybe has been outperforming the other guy at 11.5 and is probably maybe a little bit more conducive for fantasy structuring based on his salary. So I'm going with Marcus Rashford up top for me. Midfield, 
Uh, I have two guys, but the first one, Willian for Chelsea. Uh, they're playing Hull. I can see him getting on the end of a, a free kick in this game. Uh, Hull does commit a lot of fouls near or around the box. Um, if anybody noticed, uh, Liverpool scored two free penalty kicks. Uh, congratulations. So that could happen. I don't know if Hazard's going to take it, Willian's going to take it. Who knows? But Willian is probably going to be on the end of something. My second call is Kevin mentioned, you know, Liverpool uh, midfielder. I'm still sticking with, with uh, James Milner. His price, he'd probably be in the top six guy, highest priced defenders. But at 6.5, you're getting a midfielder price. The only caveat is you don't get the clean sheet values from him because he's a midfielder and he plays defense, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, he's owned in 2.3%, so the differential is there for you to strike and actually do something good. As Kevin mentioned, they do have a good set of fixtures coming up, and it starts with them at Swansea this week. On defense, I'm completely going against West Brom this week because Kevin mentioned it, and I just wanted to go against him anyway. So uh, if Sunderland can't do it now, I know they're in the bottom three in, in points taken so far. But listen, if, if they can't do their business at home against West Brom and then the following week after the international break against Stoke, uh, you should not own a Sunderland defender. Uh, Patrick Van Eindhoven is my call. Uh, his ownership is still very is way down because nobody can trust a Sunderland defender any more than they can throw him. And man, yeah. how so, wrong were we on the Sunderland defense? You, you know Holy what? But none of the none of the guys that we actually liked are contributing or doing something. Yeah, true. So as a unit, we like them. Two of the guys are gone. So I mean, you know, two of the guys that were actually part of. Maybe a rotation on defense are, aren't there anymore. So from that standpoint, we weren't completely wrong, but we weren't completely right. So it's like the it's like listening to us. We're always right, but you know we're half times wrong. So that's good. <laughs> Wait, we're always right and also wrong. Also half times half the time we're. Wrong. I th- I feel like maybe we're like Schrodinger's podcast, and Ooh. we're always right or wrong until you open the box. What? Who's Schrodinger again? Uh, he's the one that Schrodinger's cat was the whole philosophy. Was uh, it philosophy? It was the well, it was the mind thought experiment. Uh, mind okay. thoughts as opposed to other thoughts. Yeah, I always get, <laughs> I always get, I always get that confused with Occam's razor. You know? Oh, so, yep. So you know, or my mind is Escher always drawing right. Is or, that the stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah MC, up, that, up and down. MC Hammer, MC Usher, whatever. MC MC Usher. Yeah. Oh, oh, here comes the sits. Oh, oh, oh snap. All right, so on to my sits uh, on defense. Um, who's playing Man City this week, Kevin? Is it Tottenham? It's Tottenham. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sit Spurs defenders this week. Uh, Kyle Walker owned in thirty three point six percent of leagues. Toby owned in nineteen point three. I want none of those guys on my team. I don't currently, so I'm not going to. Uh, Man City has the goal potential to just blow the doors off of almost anybody in the competition, even another Champions League squad like Spurs. Uh, through the midfield, name the least performing 9.4 midfielder that you want to own, Kevin. Is it Payet? It's completely Dimitri <laughs> Payet. Owned in 13.44% of leagues. I don't trust West Ham at all. They're going against Middlesbrough. They're probably going to take a one nothing lead into halftime and then lose 41-2 to at, at, after the final play because that's how West Ham's defense has been going. Uh, like I said before, uh, if you have to rely on Gary Noble being one of your better defenders, you're you're not good. Um, up top, Kevin mentioned him. I'm going against him again. Mark Noble? Yeah, Mark, what did I say? Gary Noble? Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I used to work with a guy named Gary Noble. <laughs> there, there's, there's, there's my, you know there's my conundrum. I'm not playing around here. Your friend, Gary Noble, or former co-worker, I don't know how close you were outside of the office, 
uh, might have helped West Ham concede fewer goals. Yeah, there you go. It would be hard to allow more. So, Gary, if you're listening, congratulations. You're probably better than a West Ham defender. Gary, Mark, any noble, you know, uh, Nobel Prize couldn't help West Ham. Peter, Paul, and Gary. (laughs) Peter, Paul, and Gary. Yeah, but West Ham defense, they look all... They're skipping over six and going right to seven, eight, nine. Um, so up top, Kevin mentioned him in, on a buy, and I don't buy it. Uh, I want if if he shows me something better, maybe in the Europa game. But I'm still not buying everybody's love for Charlie Austin. I mentioned him as a oh, buy man, last this week. This is controversial. We're fighting each other a lot today. I, I is it we're lo- recording at night, by the way. If you're if you're listening yes. to this and you're like, why is this so crazy? We're recording much later than usual. Yeah, um, I, I bought into Austin last week because their mm-hmm. opponent was a little bit less than what I believe Leicester's defense will be this week. You know, West Ham is god-awful. We've been talking about them ad nauseum all week, or all week, all day, about on this podcast, about how bad West Ham is defensively. Uh, Leicester is not. Uh, I don't see him being that, that statuesque man in the middle with Hooth and Wes Morgan roaming and around. I'm looking at the man in the middle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, yeah. So, so avoid this six million dollar Southampton man. That's that's a that's a that's a joke. Right? If anybody got it, <laughs> two people, two people are cracking up right now. Is that is that it for your sits then? That's you're that's just, it, man. You're that's just gonna look at everybody I say and then say they're awful. Dude, Fair I, I actually have it written down before you even said it. So. Hmm. A likely story. <laughs> so why don't you lay some, some knowledge on these people with your sits that are probably so lame. They're like Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Is that the title? Dang it, it might be. All right, fair enough. Uh, for forwards, Jamie Vardy. He's on 9.8. It's a bad matchup against Southampton, who I think are fourth currently in defense. Uh, he's averaging less than a shot on target a game. Not less than a goal, less than a shot on target a game. Uh, so that's not really something you want from your forward. Slomani continues to look better, and Vardy played 90 minutes in their Champions League match. There is nothing about this that I like right now, so I'm super out on Jamie Vardy. In midfield, I'm going to actually follow up with some of your Spurs hate, gasp shock, uh, because I don't like any Spurs midfielder. I'm a big flag waver of Eric Lamella, and I know Hyungman's son has been amazing. Sorry, son Hyungman. Had a Korean friend uh, tell me I was super wrong. So I apologize about all the times I've said that wrong. But they all had to play today. All of them. Son Erickson, Ali, and Lamella all got the start in Russia today. And only Ali came off as a substitute. So all these guys are going to be on tired legs. That's a lot of travel. I'm just not looking forward to it. And they're doing it against Manchester City's defense. Who, while not like phenomenal by any stretch, have not been poor either. Uh, let's see here. Only, oh. Five goals allowed. They're uh, they're the third best defense in the league. And you got tired midfield legs going up against it. I'm not all about it. Ali has been crazy disappointing. I'm not touching him for a while. Erickson, I feel like, is on a bounce back. I really like Lamella, but is he going to start in the Premier League or not? And then Son, I think, is going to keep getting a run. But is he going to be effective after all these matches? I don't know. I want to see it more consistently. Even though he has four goals in the last three, which I realize is crazy. But kind of like you were talking about earlier, um, maybe we've missed the window. He uh, scored today in the Champions League. It wasn't a great goal, but everybody's acting like it was some phenomenal effort from him. He did not look as sharp today as he has in the past. 
I know it's like crazy for me to come, me specifically, to come on here and say that I don't like the Spurs midfielders this week. I just don't think they're worth it. I really don't. Um, and in defense, City, Tottenham, and Leicester. I want no part of it. I just really don't. I know that Walker has been amazing thus far, uh, and he was rested today, so he should be in line uh, to get the start of the weekend. Uh, sorry, just to wrap up Tottenham news, Dembele, Dyer, and Rose weren't risked today, but it looks like all of them could be back. And the tiny bit of update we have on Harry Kane is that the ankle scan came back better than expected, which, as we all know, means it's better than the random indefinite time period that they told us before. They never gave us a time slot. My guess is he's going to be back for the North London Derby uh, just about the start of uh, November. But uh, yeah, we will that'd see. That's a good guess. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Yeah. That starts sits. What did you think of those sits? You love it? You hate it? Nah, they were kind of boring. They were rudimentary. Wow, man! That's I don't want to be—I don't want to be braggadocious, but mine was better. like a knife, man. I, I threw a Donald Trump word in there, braggadocious. <laughs> oh man, that d- debate—I—I I literally turned it on three different times, and I don't think I ever lasted more than ten minutes. Yeah, it's I was like, like watching, I, it's, I can't. I just—it's it's watching. T- it's like watching two losers. Yeah. By the and way, go out and vote, people. If you're in the U.S. I know it's just super disenfranchised because everybody sucks, but do be aware that there are local elections that happen on that same ballot. Yeah. Just not going is kind of inexcusable. Like, I don't want to bring up the Kaepernick thing. This is super not the platform for that. But the whole argument is what freedoms do we get? And if you're going to be upset about Kaepernick because he's disrespecting what you envision the version of the troops in your mind as, then you need to respect them as well by getting out there and voting. That's one of the freedoms we get here. Some people don't get it. Get out there and vote. I know that the two presidential candidates suck. I don't know enough about Gary Johnson other than he had some mad tweet game during that debate. But just just do it. I just Gary feel like Jones. everybody everybody gets to that my vote doesn't count thing, and then it ends up being, you know, like 30% of the, the population didn't vote that could have. And like 30% Gary, easily. Gary Johnson's name sounds so vanilla. It, it sounds, does. I don't know if he's either like a a cult leader, like like a Jim Jones kind of oh, guy. No. Or, oh, dear, dude, I watched that documentary. Oh, I hate, that's crazy. It was oh. a crazy. Anybody wants to have an interesting uh, an interesting night of googling stuff? Google Jim Jones and his cult. Jonestown, yeah, yeah. You'll get lost into that forever, and it ended with a gun battle at the airport. Blah blah blah. Yeah, killed a, a senator. Killed, killed, was it killed a congressman? congressman? Congressman. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, but anyway, so that's don't a good, kill congressmen. Yeah, don't shoot him. <laughs> That's the don't shoot him. Listen to this. Don't do it. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on to our teams. Uh, my team is kind of awful, going to be honest. This uh, Masawaku thing burned me really hard. Couldn't uh, shift him out last week, so he's still in here. And honestly, at this point, uh, I'm fine with Evans, Coleman, and, and Kone to an extent. This week, I might just roll with them. I haven't decided. I would really like to have two free transfers during the international break. That would be mm-hmm. really nice if I could manage that. Um, anyway, uh, ever since I brought in Foster, he hasn't kept a clean sheet. The last three matches, they failed to keep a clean sheet. Doubled him up with Evans. Same situation. Coleman has treated me well. Got four points last week, even though they didn't keep a clean sheet against Bournemouth. Kone obviously been crazy disappointing. And Kingsley is back to just being a price dump instead of being helpful in any way. I still have Pyatt in there at 9-4, so I know just how frustrating he can be. Our boy Snodders continues to climb the ranks. In crosses and fouls drawn. I think he's top five in both at the moment. Mesut Ozil, I believed in when a, people, a lot of people didn't. 
uh, does get the goal of the weekend. Although I saw some people saying it was a great goal when he scuffed it entirely. But yeah, they all count. Roberto Pereira is my boy, but uh, wasn't able to to get anything for Watford as they were held to nil by Burnley, as we said on our DFS show. Uh, like everyone predicted, the clean sheets this week were Bournemouth, Arsenal, and uh, uh, Burnley. Burnley, obviously. <laughs> what were yeah, you totally. thinking? I mean, I, I, I would have, I totally would have put money on that. Oh side. yeah, for sure. Um, and then up front, I have the deadly triumvirate of Ibrahimovic, Aguero, and Benteke. In case you were wondering why the rest of my team is so mediocre. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about this week. I think I'm going to go three four three. Evans, Coleman, Kone, Payet, Snodgrass, Otzel, Pereira, Ibra, Aguero, and Benteke. Then I'll carry my friend, hoping I'll carry my free transfer into next week uh, and into the international break, and then hopefully I can make some choices then with another week of information. Although Masuaku obviously on the chopping block, as is Foster. If they can't keep a clean sheet this week, then I'm probably going to try to hop off every West Brom share that I currently own as far as captains go he's being dropped all the time I think weirdly Ibrahimovic is a good captain uh differential what do you think Rob uh I I can see people being I mean he's probably going to be in the top three of people being captained uh this week Mm. uh I I don't think I would I think if you own Aguero you play Aguero but um, I, I believe in this Tottenham defense, though. And I'm not saying Aguero can't score one. He obviously can. And Tottenham have been known to concede one-goal games. Yeah. But still technically the best defense in the league. And if you're captaining, you want more than one goal. Absolutely. Maybe I'll just, I'm, I think I'm, I'll just triple captain Etienne Capoue. Like, like I think hmm. I think I read somewhere that like 725 people triple captained Etienne Capoue this, oh. past, this past week. Whoops. So, um, yeah, well, you know, people are uh, people are on the wowie sauce and getting into Grandpa's cough medicine. I don't know what the hell. Is that <laughs> <laughs> uh, triple um, captain, defensive midfielder. Let's. Get. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, wow, you know what? I honestly would have had no idea this was true. Just looked it up. Ibrahimovic is literally the most owned player, mm-hmm. even despite all these drops. Over fifty percent of teams have him in. I thought he was dropping, you know, from like the thirties. No. He was dropping from the 60s. He's at 54.9 as a time of recording. You know what? Maybe I won't do that. Because honestly, part of that idea was like, oh, it's, it's an interesting contrarian play. Uh, maybe not. Dang. Yeah. I mean, he's owned a lot, but he's probably not going to be captained a lot. Yeah. That's, the, that's the big thing. Uh, my team is a fantasy dumpster fire. Uh, I, I'll tell you who I moved out this week already. I moved because uh, I, I was a De Bruyne owner. I went from De Bruyne to Capu, and then up top I brought in Aguero for, I don't know why I still own Wilfred Boney, um, but I was never playing him anyway. So I have my front three are Ibrahimovic, Aguero, Benteke, just like Kevin. For the midfield, I have Storling, uh, Sterling, Cathorla, Snodgrass, Payet, and Capu. On defense, we're not even going to get into it because I can't even look at them because they all suck. <laughs> and, but other than that, uh, my team is a garbage pile and I'm not doing very well. I'm a better teacher than a doer. I got mm. stuck in this I got stuck with bad things and I'm making bad decisions. I'm second guessing myself a lot. Right. I, I, I tend to I tend to know more than the average bear because bears don't play fantasy Premier League. Dude, um, I just think it's because their paws are too big. Also, do they have um independent thumbs? No, they have no they this have that, is a paw. They have that they have that dew claw maybe like dogs. <laughs> Oh, Duclaws. We, you and I have weirdly talked about Duclaws like three times in the last week. 
Yeah. Which is a really weird thing. For those that don't know, dew claws are the recessed former thumbs of dogs that are now in the middle of their forearm. And it's spelled yeah. D-E-W, not D-O claws. Because originally I thought it was like, oh yeah, they do stuff with their dew claws. Uh, not so much. No, it's, it's so they can soak up the moisture with the dew, the yeah. D-E-W. Or so they can open Mountain Dew cans. Oh, that's what it is. It's the Mountain yeah, Dew cans. Mountain Dew. For yeah, it's, sure. it, it's for when dogs used to have like real jobs and deliver mail. Yeah. And Choosy dogs the, choose the dew. Yeah, when they had when they had actual working thumbs and they worked for UPS and delivered FedEx packages, you know, typical Remember? dog, typical jo- dog things like on the Muppets. You know, yeah. the guy was like a, a postal guy. <laughs> or could, oh play the pi- could play the piano. This yeah. is so random, but that just reminded me of the Sports Center commercial with um, the Swedish chef from the yeah. Muppets. <laughs> Don't make me do a Swedish chef because I, I do a good, I do I a hell of a I do a hell of a good impersonation. I sure won't. Although now I have the sudden urge to Photoshop uh, Ibrahimovic's face on him, but that's fine and Ooh. maybe a little bit racist against white people. Which is- but he kind he kind of looks he kind of looks more like like Harry the Eagle. Yeah, with with the with Swedish Nas. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, uh, we've already talked about our captains. We've already done all the other stuff. So uh, we we talked about. Jose Fernandez, how sad that was. We talked about American football for a little bit. Should people be concerned about the three wide receivers I mentioned earlier? The three NFC number ones. You got Benjamin, you got Cooks, and you got Julio Jones. Are you worried about any of them right now? Um, no. Right? Exactly. No, I wouldn't be. Uh, New Orleans was without Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed spreads the formation better yep. than most wide receivers. Uh... Kelvin Benjamin was taken out of the game, much like other Carolina Panther wide receivers. <laughs> Devin Funches didn't have a catch. Uh, Ted, I believe Ted Ginn had three. Um, it was a, basically a tight end heavy game. How Bengals. good is this Vikings defense, though? Oh, they're they're phenomenal. Good. They're absolutely phenomenal. I'm scared that, that they're playing my Giants on Monday night, yeah, and it's man. at and it's at Minnesota. This, it could get ugly. Eli likes to like have an itchy trigger finger to throw receptions, and Minnesota looks very very good on defense. Yeah. And Julio and Julio Jones is Julio Jones. So he, he was a top three pick for a reason. Uh, the Falcons are one of the top two highest scoring teams in the NFL right now. Mm. They've had some so, favorable matchups, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're still putting up points against mm-hmm. bad teams, which is which is good. You don't want them to go into New Orleans and win seventeen <laughs> ten. Right. Uh, so Julio Jones is going to be he's going to have one hundred and ten catches. He's going to have seventeen hundred yards. He'll have a dozen touchdowns by the end of the year. You know that's basically what you drafted him for. So you know he's a set it and forget it guy. He's the yep. Ron Popeil of fantasy football. Yep. And then one last question for you. This is going to go to baseball, which you and I Ooh. both love a whole lot. The number one reliever in 2017 drafts should be? Um, depending on where Roldis Chapman goes, it's a Roldis Chapman. Mm. I was thinking maybe Miller because of the consistency. Because isn't he signed long-term there? Well, he's, he's the only one, he, he signed for next year. But uh, a Roldis Chapman's like strikeout potential, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got 15 Ks per nine. He's going to give you almost 140 Ks in 80 innings. That's a reliever, yeah. Um, so that's that's um, um, undeniable production there. Kenley Jansen is another guy I'd probably pick. Love him. So and, underrated now. Ever since what was that? Two years ago when he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just, seemed to forget. Mm-hmm. And then you got Zach Britton, who's got a uh, he's got a, a just uh, adjusted ERA right now of point of seven ninety five, which mm-hmm. is a which is if anybody knows fantasy baseball stats, that's, that's phenomenal. And he's getting Cy Young talk, and he should because 
there's no real pitcher in the American League that's jumping out as as well as his stats are. I know he's only pitched 60, 60 plus innings, but his ERA is under one. His WHIP is under one. Uh, as of uh, as of recording, I believe he only gave up like eleven or twelve fly outs. That's outs uh, in the air. Mm. In eleven all year, eleven, and it's sixty five innings. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, the Melanson trade hasn't really hurt the Pirates as much as the media wants to make that the story. Because um, I've honestly been very impressed by Rivera. So yeah. everybody needs to calm down on that. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for us. Uh, Rob, tell the folks where they can get at you. You can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. Uh, you can find my writings um, wrapping up the baseball season on Rasball.com. And I'm always littered across the uh, soccer side of the of that site because I do all the stuff there. I do the rankings, I do transfer ideas, I do some some witty humory things, and basically nonsensory nonsensical stuff because I can do what I want because I'm the man. No, I'm kidding. I'm really not the man. In the but, words of Aloe Black, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm yeah, the man. I'm really not the man. I just I just choose what to write. Are you write a it. man? Ye- Hold on, let me look. Yes, I'm a man. Cool. All right. Cool. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of Flight of the Concords lately. And yeah. the, uh, I'm a man. Who's the man? Anyway. Yeah. And then you can find me and Kevin's stuff. Uh, we have a lot of stuff, interesting stuff going on right now through, yeah. uh, over uh, DFS sites. And I usually let Kevin talk about that stuff because I like to pad his resume because it, <laughs> it makes him look very savvy and chic. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I am at Kevroff on Twitter. The thing that he's alluding to is the fact that we now... Uh, work over at VIPBet.com where we do two weekly DFS videos. Uh, they're both over all of our Twitter, so check uh, that out. Uh, and we're, we're very happy to be doing that. You can see some of our faces. We already had somebody tweeted us and was like, yo, that's uh, super not what I thought you guys looked like. Uh, hopefully it was a positive comment. He didn't really uh, imply that. Either way, <laughs> go check that out. Uh, it's also on YouTube, VIP hyphen bet. Uh, you don't have to spell it hyphen. I I trust you guys know what hyphens are. Um, H H Y and then <laughs> is that an F or a? F- <laughs> oh goodness! Also, for me personally, I write over at theeaglesbeak.com. Uh, so check that out. We also have the EPL roundtable and the championship roundtable, as well as this, which of course is the FPL roundtable. You can find that on the EPL roundtable Twitter, EPL index on Twitter or uh, EPL Roundtable on iTunes. Uh, so be sure to check us out over there. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Rob, it's been a pleasure talking fantasy. We'll catch you next week. Peace.